This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. It's time for Right Spot with Dunedin UNESCO's City of Literature. Yeah, time for us to acknowledge uh, our status as a UNESCO City of Literature and all the wonderful creativity that happens therein. And uh, I love this spot because we get to talk to some amazing people, uh, creative people in their own right. And uh, this morning we're being joined by uh, a writer and poet, Kirsty McKinnon, who's in the studio with us. Um, Kirsty Morena, great to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Morena, thank you for having me. I said writer and poet, but I think I can also add painter to that now too, too can't I? <laughs> You've been doing your homework. Well, I've got told by Nikki uh, Page, of course, who's a wonderful director of UNESCO City of Literature, that you've been up to quite a few things, got a few things on the boil at the moment. Yeah, so I've been become very interested in um, kind of un- unlocking more creativity, and so painting has become part of my poetry practice, I guess. Um, and I painted in watercolour and... I paint butterfly. I only paint one thing, um, you know, butterflies, and I just uh, I found that it helps uh, me have other creative ideas. Really opening up the left brain thing. Something like that, yeah. How interesting! How did you discover that that was useful for you? Uh, I just thought I'd try it. Um, I had been getting frustrated with my poetry work um, or frustrated with myself constantly trying to get it right or sort of getting tied up in a kind of a negative critical voice I guess trying to do a good job um, but it was quite stifling and what I was doing wasn't working so I thought uh, I just had an idea that I might start painting because I can't paint I've never painted before mm. And uh, so I thought I'd try it, and um, yeah, it, it's been a, quite revelatory just to sit and be with an emotion as I paint. And I love the I love watercolor because um, it almost paints itself. You don't have complete control over mm. the water, and there's something quite refreshing. And that, and just being free to play around and waste a lot of paper, has helped me. It's informed my writing quite a lot because I, I play around a lot more with writing now and waste a lot of paper. And it's and uh, there's a lot of freedom in that. And I feel like my work is beginning to loosen up. But as part of the play with uh, poetry, I've started to write in forms, which sounds restrictive. But um, I quite like choosing, say, a number of syllables, six or eight, and seeing how I can arrange the words in those in those um, more directed lines. It feels more like playing somehow, the restriction. Really interesting that you, that, um, you know, to, to hear about your process there because, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I suppose those of us uh, who, who, who are not writing in this area you know, might expect that, you know, all it takes is for you to sit in a nice spot and sort of, you know, tap into the muse and away you go. But you're obviously you know, continuing to work and question, you know, where your writing comes from and and being quite self-critical about it. Yeah, I think it's part of dedication to craft. There's uh, the self-critical element is necessary, um, but it can it can become too much uh, 
and 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 to the point where it it stops you working or stops uh, stops you that first impulse to write the poem becomes more about whether or not the poem is right. Um, and of course, a poem's a bit like a painting, more like a painting uh, than we think, because and we're painting with words, and we we're trying to transfer images from our own minds into your mind as you read. So we're painting with those elements, and a good a good poem will will allow you to see something that. I've seen and or feel something that I've felt and so it doesn't the good poem doesn't happen naturally sometimes they just flow out and it's great but uh, often they need a lot of editing and shaping so that the image that I've seen can you can see it when you read so there's an editing process and does that ever involve other people? Oh, definitely, yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> I belong to a poetry group called Tight Lines, uh, which is a critiquing group, and we bring um, poems and we critique each other's work and we have a critiquing process. And I've learned so much from that group. Um, it's like a a gentle sandpapering mm. and it's been very necessary to help understand what works and what doesn't work when you're trying to think about how to transfer an image or a feeling or a thought to someone else if the person who reads it doesn't get it and they say this is where I had trouble it gives you an opportunity to go back and find other words which is which can be playful. I love the way you put that. A gentle sandpaper. <laughs> uh, you know, some people might find the idea of you know uh, of having their work critiqued quite intimidating. But but for most writers, most published writers, it's an essential part of the process. Yeah, it's essential. It's essential. It's essential because you want the work to shine, and any editor. Um, who is or a proofreader who's helping a, a, a writer with their work wants to bring that work up into its most polished brightness so that you can see it. It's all about transferring those ideas with mo- the most clarity. And so it is a very necessary part. It, it's definitely intimidating to begin with when you first bring your new uh, when you first start to write and you bring your new work to a critiquing group, it it can be quite daunting. But it's important to learn the process. It's like being a shell on the beach and being washed and washed with the surf. It, it smoothens the shell. And, and in the case of power, you see the colour more brightly. And mm. that's a bit what the editing process is like. When did you first start to write? <laughs> I first started, I've been writing all my life. Um, well, not all of it, because. <laughs> you know, when you learned how? Yeah, when I learned how. Um, I started, I really started writing poetry as a teenager. Um, and then I left it for some years. Uh, and, you know, I was working um, and focusing on career and all that sort of stuff. And then I started surfing when I was living in Christchurch and something 
clicked in my mind, I guess, and I just had a really strong desire to write poetry at that time that I started surfing. Uh, something about being in the water, and it, I think in a way it's similar to beginning painting. Mm. Um, it gave me access to a part of my mind that I'd sort of shut off somehow, um, and so I needed to, I, I needed to express what was happening for me in the water, and a lot of my poetry references water or is generated by time in, in the water. Where do you live now? I live um, in Warrington, which is just out of uh, Dunedin, and I surf on, on the East Coast beaches mostly. Yeah. Beautiful spot. Yeah, it's really a, a nice place to be. So definitely the water is a common theme. Poetry, but not only poetry. What else um, have you explored with your work in this area? Uh in terms of the water, or no, and just in terms of your, you know, your, your, your work as a writer. My work as a writer, um, I guess uh, I've been working with uh, my friend Iona Winter uh, quite, uh, quite often on and off. We collaborate, and her recent um, project has been a, a grief almanac. And so a lot of my work has been processing grief, large, emo- large emotions. So this, there, uh, those poems I find are difficult to write, so they're not too, too heavy or, uh, yeah. But that that is part of my has been part of my work, and um, nature and, and and emotions. We've got you here. We've. Um, asked if you would consider sharing some of your work with us so maybe this is a good time for you to to choose a poem for us tell us about this Um, a poem I've got to read is called Storm I thought it was appropriate because of our recent weather (laughs) Um, I wrote it in middle March I spent quite a bit of time up in in middle March but it it, um, captures a kind of a wildness that we often have here and also that what I was thinking about at the time was this idea of not resisting the current in the water you know you have rips and lots of different currents and it's much easier for you if you go with the current and move with it like a sea lion does or like any fish will do they move with currents not against them and so if we become more like them, then uh, we have an easier time in a rough, stormy environment. So the poem sort of trying to collect those ideas. We have Kirsty McKinnon with us. Um, so it would be great to hear that from you, Kirsty. Okay. I'll just open it up. All right. Uh, this poem is called Storm. I decide to stay... Another day for the storm. The last grass of autumn flows like water. Wild black poplar leaves brace and surrender, wrench, spin, fall, so like people, staggering slow in the unfamiliar rush. 
I become a whale submerged in sound. I breathe and dive in flex. Taps, knocks, clicks and whirs. Hurtling whoosh and gradual roll. I swim lithe and bending with the eels of the wind. In the call, in the shiver, in the send, in the go with, go with. Kirsty, you were one of the poets selected in Paula Green's recent poetry shelf, Towns and Cities, um, feature for, on Autiporti Dunedin. Um, that's a, a really interesting blog post, isn't it? Yes, it's very exciting, Jeff, that, um, to have Dunedin so fully uh, represented in poetry and to be felt and visualised and walked. I really think you can read the poems in that in that post and feel as if you have walked through the city and the countryside and made contact with the creatures and the land um, through the poems. It's, it's an extraordinary uh, piece of curation from Paula Green and I'm very grateful to be there with um, the other wonderful voices that are there. Speaking of other voices, do you read poetry? Do I read it? Mm, other, <laughs> yes. other people's poetry. Yes, uh, it's that's a necessary part of um, being an artist. You you read other people's work. You you look at other people's art, and you think about uh, what they're trying to express to you. And that uh, it, it's all a big kind of flow. It informs their work, informs my work. Do you find yourself more inclined to be drawn towards? writers from this part of the world? Uh, yes, I am. Um, I am because there's that lovely sense of being understood, being together, and together we making art uh, which represents ourselves, our world, not just in Eden, um, part of the human experience, but also our, our experience in land, in the land and in the water. Tell us about um, opportunities to read your works, um, any published works that you could tell us about and that we can find. <laughs> you, can find this, you can find a little bit of my work online. Um, and I've, I have self-published two volumes of poetry. Um, you can... You can get hold of them if you get in touch with me. <laughs> Do you have an online presence? Uh, yes, I have a page on the New Zealand Society of Authors web pages, and um, I have some, a Twitter account. Yeah, that I have posted a few poems on there. It's not a big online presence, but I'm there. Are you a projects-based person? Do you kind of look at the year ahead and say, this is what I want to be able to achieve for the rest of this year? Yes, definitely. I've been working on, I'm working on a few projects, but um, one that's come to completion, which, which is exciting, is a book called Cumulus, an Anthology of Skies, which I'm working on with photographer, local photographer Carlos Bigerman and 14 Dunedin and international poets and we are about to launch that book in August which is very very exciting um, so in terms of project that that one's come to completion and that's a, an amazing work of Carlos's photography of the sky and uh, the poets responded to the photographs so that 
the work in the book is very coherent and beautiful. And as I was editing it, um, themes emerged. So we've we've structured the book in, um, into these themes where the poets are engaged with the sky, but what's in their heart comes forward. And so you get the emotional tone of the of the photograph there in the words. It's it's a beautiful book. I'm very proud of it. So that's published works. Do you enjoy performance? Performance, yes, I I do enjoy it. It's 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 a very uncomfortable thing <laughs> to do performing. Um, in it. It's sort of a thing that I feel poets need to practice because personally I love hearing other poets read their work in their voice and you can hear which words they rest on and which words um, they would highlight in the, in the line, which you may not necessarily get when you're just reading it on the page. Um, I wonder yeah. whether we might ask you to perform a game for us or whether it's fair to ask you if you have another poem that you might be I have, able I to share with us I could read um, the poem that's in the Poetry Shelf uh, website mm. uh, a Poetry Shelf post about Dunedin it's a, um, a very surfing poem and I know there's a lot of uh, people in Dunedin who spend time in the water and I guess the question for people who don't is why do we go out there in the freezing wind and cold so I'll read you this one it's called Shark Bell this is one of my first poems to Jeff when I first started writing this is one of my first ones Shark Bell on the beach but the waves ring louder out we paddle out out Follow, follow, focus, focus. Every hair, fibre, muscle, cell. Move, 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 move. Now, 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 now. Catch, live. Everything is gold. Everything is silver. In the fast butter, eyes closed, churn. Everything is here. Life, death. All the doors are open. Kirsty McKinnon, it's been a great pleasure to have you with us here at ORFM today. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing a little bit about your process and indeed some of your work with us. Uh, just a reminder uh, about this Poetry Shelf um, site. Just tell our listeners a little bit more about that and what they can find there. Um, well, the New Zealand Poetry Shelf is um, curated by the amazing Paula Green, and she is doing a tour of New Aotearoa in New Zealand at the moment through poetry. And so if you look at, up New Zealand Poetry Shelf Dunedin in your Google search, you'll find the Dunedin post. And there's some beautiful work there um, where you feel like, yes, this is, this is where I live. Um, these are the streets I walk and this is my city. And it's 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 really cool to read. Beautiful work, including your own. Thanks so much, Kirsty, for joining us here on ORFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.